Hi, it's Paul Tizard. You're listening to the Love Fly podcast, and I've been helping nervous flyers now for 25 years. And today, I'm going to talk about why you must beat your fear of flying. Over the years, I've heard many, many people say to me, I don't want to go face my fear of flying because there's so much I have to give up. And one of the things that we have to give up when we have a fear of flying, or if we get rid of a fear of flying, uh, to get myself correct there, is the fact that we have to let go of that old image of ourselves. Well, why do we do that? Why would we submit ourselves to the fate of airline professionals taking us from one place to another. And this is a curious thing because if you think about it, if you have a fear of flying, you are convinced that each time that you fly, it's one step nearer to the big one, you know, where you don't come back from. And I'm not making this light, I'm being serious, it's that people feel that. They think that it is each time, each and every time, the near-death experience. So what's the problem with that? Was that when you come to face your fear of flying, you're having to look yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, what do I actually believe about commercial flying? Do I believe that I am in some peril? Do I believe that this is a kind of matter of life and death? And if you could argue, of course there is a risk to you, but it's so small, that it's negligible. Now, I'm not saying this in a dismissive way. I'm saying it in a way which is realistic, based on the fact. So a lot of people who say to me, I've got a fear of flying. I know I'm irrational. I know it's an irrational fear. I will often stop them saying, no, it's not irrational. It's a rational fear. I mean, fear itself is a perfectly normal thing to have, okay? It's a perfectly rational thing to do provided that the thing that you are fearing is a risk to you, okay? So let's play this out. You have made an incorrect assessment of risk. So it's okay to be fearful, but you need to be fearful of things where the risk is higher, so like driving your car or crossing the road or pretty much any other form of transport or getting out of the shower or all the different things that we do every day and don't think about the risk, but the risk is actually higher to you. With commercial aviation, There's so much stuff in place to keep us safe and so many backups that it just reduces the risk smaller and smaller and smaller. I am not saying that commercial flying is 100% safe because nothing is. What I am saying is that it's a lot, lot safer than you would ever believe. And at some point, when you start to accept that uh, with our help or other people's help, eventually you come to realise that actually it's not as bad as I thought. Even though I might not like it, I might have to enjoy turbulence to know you're safe. But some of the reasons why you must face your fear of flying. And here's just a few off the top of my head. So right now, you are letting the fear rule your life. So you are letting it make all the choices for you. So if you wanted to fly, or if you needed to get somewhere, for example, so you needed to get to a wedding in Australia or 
Some people have said, you know, I've had to go, I've got to go to a funeral, I have to fly there. Now, these are big things in your life. These are huge deals. And so when people don't fly and do these massive things, it has a huge, huge impact on them and their self-esteem and all the rest. And every time you walk away from a fear, you make it harder and harder to face it. So you must face the fear of flying. It's a must because it rules your life rather than the other way around. I mean, at the end of the day, flying is just means to an end. It's a, a way of getting from A to B. It's not, it doesn't have to always be comfortable. I mean, if, you, if you're quite wealthy or you've decided to treat yourself, you might be able to afford to upgrade yourself and go first or upper class or whatever the equivalent business class with the airline that you've chosen. And that creates a completely different feeling to it. But for most of the people that we deal with, and you know, and most of us in the world, we can't always afford to do that. So we have to go coach or economy. And that means putting up with a slightly cramped space. And it might not even be to our pleasing. It means perhaps not getting the seat choice we want, not getting the massive selection of meals. This year. So these are all kind of things that you have to put up with. Plus, you've got all the stuff going on at the airport, all the security, and you've got all that. You know, particularly at the moment, all the COVID extra precautions that airlines are putting in place. You know, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot of reasons not to want to fly. But at the end of the day, it's a very safe way to get from A to B. And it gives you choices. So you must face your fear because otherwise there will come a time when a promotion comes up or a career trip or some, some friends are say want to go to Las Vegas for the day or, you know, the weekend, not for the day, and you won't be able to do it. So you must face it. The other thing is people often forget is that it doesn't just affect you. It affects other people that currently love you. So people that are in your family, in your circle of friends and even your work colleagues. Because when they fly with you, I'll put it plainly, you're a bit of a pain in the butt to be with. Let's be honest, you're quite high maintenance and you probably have certain rituals. Go to the airport at a certain time, you have to sit in a certain seat. You only fly during the day, you won't fly for a flight of 3.5 hours and woe betide the airline that has a delay. And you will only pick certain days because you know when the best Flights are going to be with the least turbulence, which is you're better informed than the weather bureau. So I'm being light about this, but the fact is, you're a pain in the butt to travel. So not only are you reducing choices for yourself, but you're reducing choices for people that currently love you because they don't get a choice and they need to fly. And when they fly, they have to go with you and go for all those rituals that you like to do. <laughs> so that's why I say you must get rid of the fear of flying. You must get rid of it. Other things, I've had people say to me in the past, they've not been able to go to a funeral of a loved one because the fear was too great. Don't let that happen to you because if that does, that is a guilt that I would not wish upon anyone. And having looked people in the eye who've missed children's weddings, they've missed all sorts of things that are really important life events because they don't have a way to get over the fear of flying. Don't let that be you because it, it doesn't have to be that way. There are lots of things that you can do and there's hope because I always say this. 
you weren't born with the fear of flying it's just something that you learned along the way you don't some people know exactly when they learned it and others have no clue but at some point this gift landed in your lap and there it is you have the fear of flying you were not born with it you were not absolutely not born with it it's something you've learned and it's never too late to learn something new and i've been saying this for years you can always learn new strategies new techniques and um, lots of blogs will be talking about this and lots of podcasts will be talking about this all the different things that are available to you in terms of helping yourself i promise you this that if you start to walk towards the fear and you do a little bit, little bit, little bit, one step at a time, at a speed that works for you, you will start to notice incremental improvement. And this will give you back the choice to be able to fly. And that's why you must face your fear of flying. And don't give up hope. There's always hope and there's always a way that you can learn and get better at this controlling the fear stuff. And there are lots and lots of therapies and things available. So we offer various programs, but there are lots of people out there that airline professionals that offer courses, one-to-one -one help. There are talking therapies, neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavior therapy, EMDR. I can't remember what it stands for. There are other types of therapy that you can do. TFT, EFT, that's thought field therapy, emotional freedom therapy. You know, there's just tons and tons of stuff. And then on the factual side, there's billions of things on YouTube where you can download and watch how they make an aircraft, why are wings are strong, uh, why it's safe to fly. Time and time again you can find information that will help you to start to eradicate the fear and I believe that bit by bit if you keep walking towards the fear you will reduce it. You don't always, I mean some people will just literally come on a one-day course and that's it, tick in the box, boom, all done. But for most normal people, it has to be part of a process. So doing a course or an intervention like we might offer needs to be part of a longer process to get you thinking differently about flying and not just put up with it. Because life's too short, isn't it? Let's be honest. And traveling by air is so safe. And it's just, we've got to get to a place where you can see that, feel it, believe it, and then start to do things differently and then you'll get back the choices in your life for how you like to travel and also remember the people that currently travel with you or would like to travel with you they also get back choices in their life as well so i hope that was useful thank you very much for listening as you know if you want to get more help lots of stuff on our website which is lovefly.co.uk uh, we've got blogs, we've got podcasts, we've got some YouTube videos. Uh, feel free to dive in. You can always direct, direct message us if you've got a particular question about something and we're always happy to help. Take care.